I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Matthew 5:16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5:16. Tell us your name and, you know, how you got your start fooling with these dogs. All right, All right. my name is Curtis Marion. Um from Cumberland, Virginia. Uh I grew up in a family hunt club and and I've I've been around deer dogs. <laughs> As, as long as I can remember, I got pictures that my granny took when when I was probably two years old, just learning how to run or, or running around her yard, and pictures of me standing around climbing on the dog pens down down at granny's house when I was a kid. But I've always been around deer dogs, and and with the the progression of times and all these, I mean every every. Every rural county is probably seeing it. People are coming out from the bigger, the more populated areas and popping up houses on an acre and a half, two acres left and right. And that's what we're dealing with. Um, and just trying to, to figure out and develop a way or, or get a grasp on having the all around best handle on a dog. And mountain curves are what I've come up with. Man, that's so. It's crazy how you use your dogs to to run deer as, you know, I would be, man, I'd be safe to say that 90% of the people that fool with OMCBA or mountain cur dogs or tree and curs, whatever they may be, they call that trashing, you know, running deer. We don't want, yeah. we don't run, want them to run deer. <laughs> but I will say this, being in Mississippi, we run or I, I run a half beagle, half walker because you know, we're in a 4,300-acre hunting club, and we have to get, you know, to keep them off the road or keep them off someone else's property. The the shorter leg dogs are a little easier and to get in front of and get cut off or stopped. Now, mine are all tone broken. I, you know, like I said, I take pride in, 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 in keeping my dogs to where I can handle them. But the crosses that I make on squirrel dogs that not all of them are going to make it. And what, talking to you, it just lets me know that, you know, if my pack's down, my deer dog pack's down, you know, and this dog, the, these cur dogs ain't, they're not cutting it on the tree inside, heck, give them a shot at running a deer or something, you know what I mean? So, some, 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 somebody's squirrel or coon coal could make you probably, could make you an absolute murderer of a deer dog. I mean, and you're exactly right. So, what kind of, like, what kind of terrain, before we get dive into these dogs, what kind of terrain are you hunting? Like, what's the, here we hunt, you know, it's a lot of, you know, river swamp bottoms, and, you know, we, my camp's got fields, you know, row crop fields that we hunt, the, you know, the woods around them. Uh, but uh, what's what's your what's your hunting like? So, we're, I mean, it, I'm pretty much dead dead center of Virginia, uh, according to the, the geography marker, the actual measured center of the state is one county west of me. But if you looked at a map and pointed at the middle of Virginia, I'd, it, I'd be here. So we're, we, we're not flat, but we don't have mountains by any means. We're, we got, we got some pretty good topography. Um, a lot of, a lot of deep Creek bottoms, 
Um, there's some um, agriculture fields near us, but for the most part, where where we are, where we hunt, is a lot of uh, old old timberland. So it's we deal with everything from some from, uh, oak, 150 year old oak stands, 40 year old pine stands, and and cut over from anywhere from fresh to to younger pine stands. Right. As they progress, right. so, I mean it's it, it's a it's a it's a really good variety. Fortunately, right on. What uh, and see that's what you do for a living. You're a you're a logger. Y'all own a logging company, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. Dad. Dad started that, and when he got out of high school, the family was tobacco farmers, and it was a small tobacco operation. But uh, when he got out of school, he worked a worked a year at it, and he said, "There's this farm ain't quite big enough for me and you and you and you talking about my." my granddaddy and great granddaddy and great uncles and such. And he said, I, th- I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to start cutting wood. So we, we, he started that with his, with a pulpwood truck, borrowed a, uh, one of the family farming tractors and a couple of chainsaws. And now we've got three logging crews and 25 trucks on the road. <laughs> well, times have changed. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I mean, fortunately enough, my brother and I were both kind of born into it, and we both took to it and love it. So my brother and I, we run we run one of the crews together. So does he? Does he? I guess your family does your your dad and brothers do they deer hunt also with the dogs? Yeah, dad's kind of he's kind of gotten out of it, and uh, he's kind of gotten out of it the last ten fifteen years or so. But my my brother does, and uncles and. We're we're a smaller family club. It's probably any on a any given weekend. It's probably anywhere from from ten to fourteen of us that 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 are out there all day long. And we, I mean, we hunt on private, family owned, and we have a handful of leases, um, totaling up to about. I I think last time I measured or, or added it all up, it was roughly twenty seven hundred acres. So it's not a it, we're we're not a large large club by any means, but so I mean, and, and anybody that's ever been through central part of Virginia, they know of Route 60, and Route 60 is splits everything we hunt right down the middle. Wow! So it's it's a it's a very 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 busy road and a lot of truck traffic, commuter traffic, and I mean it's it so over over the years going up. It it was nothing to lose two or three dogs. I mean, two or three dogs every hunting season was what we were dealing with. On just maybe that was back before any kind of track, tracking collars where you could do anything about it. But that was one of the one of the situations where I was. I mean, thinking about the the having such traffic that we deal with, and I mean for a four mile stretch or two mile stretch on the busiest highway in the county, we're 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 hunting that land that runs right up to the power line, right beside the road. So, having something with a good handle is kind of where how that was one of the factors where I started leaning towards something like like his mountain curse. Well, I mean, and and you know, so I'm assuming you you use a Garmin um tracking system. Yeah, Garmin Alpha with TT15s, right. mo- mostly minis, but uh, I got a mixture of full size to full size and mini 15s. Right, so that's the same thing I run with mine also, and it does make it a lot nicer. You know, here's the thing. 
years ago when I first started fooling with dogs, my granddaddy, my dad, we didn't have tracking system. Then when, when oh, yeah. you know, now I wouldn't dare. I don't want to turn my dog out in my yard, and I live a long way off the road. You know, I don't want to turn my dog in my yard without some kind of tracking device on him. It's crazy how, you know, things have changed. You know, used to, you just go load your dog up. All you had to worry about was a coon light or a or a single-shot shotgun going squirrel hunting. And, I mean, it had a, your name on your collar. Half the time, yeah. we didn't have, you know, the the the, the name place was gone on most of ours. But uh, it's crazy how, how things have evolved and, you know, the times have changed. And now, again, like I said, man, I don't even want to turn my, my dog out in my yard without, a, you know, a, some kind of tracking device on him. Yeah, I mean it, it. The so I have a a, a feist mix dog also that's a year older than than the uh, cur that I started with. But like the two of the two of them, they live in the house. I mean, they'll they'll sleep in the bed with my wife and I sometimes. I mean they're 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 pets, but I can take them I can take them out in the woods every Sunday or excuse me every Saturday, and they'll bay up just as hard as a a, a blue tick on a crippled deer. I mean, they're they're it's it's weird to have a pet that you put in the, throw in the dog box with the rest of them, and it work just as hard and naturally as the rest of them. Oh no, but I get like, it. I do get like it. Like what you're talking about, like like those two dogs, we we let them out and they run around. And fortunately, from I mean, luckily, I uh, where I live at, I mean, my backyard starts in with all the all the family property and all, so they will let them out and they'll they'll go roam roam for 30, 45 minutes and show back up. Most times covered in something that really done found something, been hit on the road and rolled in it or, or a fish that uh, Eagle's done pulled up off, off of the, out of the pond and tore apart. And they like, I don't know what it is about these, these squirrel dogs, but they love rolling on a dead fish. Oh, they love rolling in anything, <laughs> man, especially a puppy. I ain't nothing no aggravating and cutting a dog loose and he run in there and you find him and you like, well, what is he doing? You watching him on his garment and you get in there and he's, you know, he's, he's rolling around in a dead possum, an armadillo or something. And it, I don't know why they think they need to get it under my collars. Yeah. Oh yeah, my goodness. They'll, they'll, they'll wedge it in in between the, in between the brass nameplate and the collar. <laughs> and then you grab them by it to load them up and then there you are you're like oh my goodness gracious but there goes my day <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so let's get into these cur dogs and 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 so do do you do do you hunt them with you know obviously you got a pack and you know do you hunt them with walkers and or you know the half and halves or whatever and they will they pack up with them or how does that work i, I i've tried to so i <sighs> It's something about, I mean, like like the, the mountain cur that I started with, she'll pack in and get along with any other dog that I'll put her around. But I, my, myself and my wife are the only two that are going to be able to catch her. They, she does not like people that she doesn't recognize or, or isn't around all the time. And these puppies, I realized that once I kind of got the understanding of our a, a grasp on the breed of the mountain curs, I realized, all right, these dogs are, are they're kind of one man dogs, if, unless they're extremely socialized or, and such. So with these puppies, I was trying to like throughout the fall last year, like leading up to hunt season, we'd have hunt club days 
trimming roads, putting up tree stands, uh, putting feed patches and stuff. Whenever there was many anybody around, I would take these puppies out and let them get used to being around people and letting them put their hands on them and such. But uh, come hunting season, I throw. So I also I have another. Uh, I have a pair of. Uh, uh, they're beagle mixed with a little bit of bird dog. They're probably, I'd say they're about 17 inches, about 35 pound dogs. And uh, they get along great with them. They'll pack up with them, run, run for a mile. But with my uncle's dogs or another guy in the club, he runs uh, German short hair pointers. They, they, these, these little, these puppies that I have, they would much rather fight a German short hair than they would chase anything. So, I, when, when, when I'm turning those puppies out, um, it's, it's, it's Curtis's, Curtis's packs going, going in this one and that's it. That's it. <laughs> You're not going to put those German short hairs and, and, and some, some of your curves in, in, in the same box. No, we, we, we did that by accident one day and got to sitting around at lunchtime and all of a sudden the Ford Ranger was about to come off the ground. I ain't no doubt. Them, and look, <laughs> these cur dogs are, to be a smaller stature dog, they, they can flat get it when it comes to, uh, they're gritty. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it helps and it helps in the woods too, though. I mean, like I, I was proud of them for it. The, it was, it was right middle well take that back it was towards the end of the season it was uh the day before christmas we had a terrible cold snap and i think it was like seven degrees that morning and a guy next to me on the stand shot shot a little scrub buck and it was laying there kicking and flopping and before he could get up here to to either cut his throat or shoot it in the head uh two of my puppies the the older cur and my little feist mix dogs dog uh little male them four had jumped on this thing and were going to town baying, baying this thing up. I mean, the, and the, two of these puppies are at the time they were eight, nine months old. And those two hadn't particularly started running good yet. They were just kind of starting to put it together a little bit, but not quite sure what to do. And they turned it on pretty good after that. But I mean, we're talking and I don't, I'm not sure why, but these, these puppies, they, they, one of them is about 16 inches and then three of them are in between 18 and 20 inches um probably around 30 30 pound dogs but they act like they're 75 pound just nightmares so so they don't they don't pack up so it, let me ask you this if you got if you got a dog like at my camp we love to throw a couple packs out and get some deer running you know Oh, are you are you running this thicket and you know once they jump does do will your will that guy throw his dogs out and them with them short hairs coming there to them or how does that work so so what we do and i mean like i said we're a smaller club we will we'll usually it's anywhere from two to five drivers and i mean depending on the block i mean we'll run anything from a 40 acre block to a 200 acre block and depending on the size is how many drivers are going in it and how many dogs are putting in it but we will man drive from one end of that block to the other to, to all the way through to the standards whether the dogs jump or not so i i mean i know you've seen seen the video that was going viral last year with um fellow was sitting in a tree stand videoing uh a buck laying down in a cutover broomstraw cutover 
some head high pines and bird dogs are circling this thing chase trying to kick a doe around and this buck is laying tight and never never got up dog circled him within 20 yards or so and he was taking a video of it and he's like that is amazing that's something we've known for a long time if it doesn't it doesn't matter what, how many dogs you put through a block of of whether it's cut over or or standing standing mature timber it doesn't matter what kind of dogs it is they're not going to run every deer out of that block unless they step on it or i mean unless they step on it if a deer's been laying there it's it's going to continue laying there and so we 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 man drive hooping and hollering from one end to the other and like usually we'll it's we're we're typically never putting more than four or five six dogs in a block at the same time unless it's a one of the larger blocks where we'll dump two dog boxes through when 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 we start but usually if i can if i can start them up with with my curves on one end and somebody's got their beagles or the other guys bird dogs they start on the other the other corner and hopefully you jump before the dogs end up having to get together at the end of it and having to pull them apart <laughs> so you know what kind of days if you could if you hear them in there about midways through there and you hear them in there just getting after it you, you know getting a, getting a little rough uh you like well ain't, there ain't no deer in this block yeah i mean it, it's 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 kind of one of those things i mean we'll, we'll have we'll have days where we kept we have a hard time jumping the deer i mean everybody's got those days and then we have days where we can't go in the block and not step on deer but the the thing that i re- that really started me was was the uh the female mountain curry i started with when i was getting her broke she would run i think the furthest she ever went away from me uh the first season was maybe 1200 yards and she would run she t- typically she'd run to the first crossing like whether she popped out on a, a a hunting road or a power line or popped out to a field, she would run till she got out of the woods and then she'd turn around and come back and backtrack herself to me, directly to me, and make the rest of the drive. And she's she she's more of a hot nosed dog too. She's not gonna she's not gonna cold trail something two hours from two hours ago. If she jumps and and she's running, something's coming out in front of her. She's about so, looking I mean, at it. Right, exactly. And I mean, for for what we do, and it it that works out great. Because I mean, if you got for the most part, and we we don't have anything other than than beagles or these mountain curs that I have, and one guy's got a, like I said, got a couple bird dogs. But I mean, for unless you got something with some heat to it, and if you're cold trailing, you can get all excited listening to a dog starting starting to heat a track up in the middle of the woods, and then next thing you know, there goes the dog, and the deer been crossed an hour ago. That's right. Can so, you so having? Go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say having having more. I mean, we we have some older older dogs that are some some cold trailing fools, but having having and dumping hot nosed dogs into a block, it'll save you a whole lot of time on on. Folks not going to hit on a, like I said, an hour old track that that there. I mean, that you've done gone and lined the block up, and the deer's been done gone through there. If a dog's not going to hit on that track, when you get done, and everybody's walking out, you can leash that dog up without it, without it going carrying on carrying on through the woods. 
Oh yeah, ain't no doubt. So that, I mean that that in itself is nice, uh, for sure. So I mean, it, and like, I run I got five curs and one little face mix dog. He's I got him from a, off of a chicken farm up and up up towards the mountains, and he he's just he he doesn't it doesn't matter what kind of block you throw him in, he's gonna go in there and stir stir the world up. And he'll 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 run a deer, but he ain't gonna go more than three or four hundred yards. I don't even run a tracking collar on him, but um, like I can take a couple of those cur puppies, my two beagles, and and the 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 older cur that I have. I can take five six dogs, dump in a block, and if I don't jump in that block, or for the most part, if if I can catch all of them up, I can put them right 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 back into the next block. Cause I mean we we do. We we average probably seven seven to nine drives a day, and I I added it up at the end of last season. I walked 132 miles making drives last year <laughs> throughout the season. See, and that's kind of how we are. So we hunt off of side by sides where y'all probably hunting little trucks, hunting trucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean everybody's got a dog box in the truck, but I, right. I got a side by side with a box too. Me too. So. At this camp, it's just easier for us to, to cut these dogs off with these side-by-sides. But with that being said, we also make, you know, seven or eight drops a, a day. You know, we'll run this little old thicket right here, and, man, if nothing don't come out, we'll catch them Under up. The next That's right. But, you know, these dogs that I hunt, if they, you know, they will flat take one. I mean, I look down, and I run some long-range antennas. I mean, they ought to get two or three miles from us, you know. Yeah, and I mean we do have the same problem. Like the 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 beagles that I have, they when they, the two of them pack up together, and I I I know if if something ain't getting shot in front of them, I'm they. Once upon a time, I thought I had them tone broke, and it, and that if unless I'm within hollering distance when I tone them, they they ain't checking up. <laughs> they just hard headed, and and they their their life evolves around running this track. And I mean, I can't fault them for it, but no, and it, it they, does get aggravating. They, man, I'll just be honest. There's, you know, I'm sure there's smart beagles and walker hound, you know, running walker dogs, but they ain't nothing like these cur dogs, you know, as far as having a handle on them, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, you, I mean, even these puppies, you, you hit the tone button, they, they, they're busting a U-turn real quick. I mean. They can be they can be trying to they can be trying to take fur off of a deer's tail. You hit the tone button, they're gonna come. They're coming back. So are you go are like, do you do y'all do you dump a box when you going through there, or do you throw a dog out like a what we call a jump dog? Do you know I like to send a if there ain't much track or something, I'll you know I'll send my old dog up through there. It's crazy. Her name is Willie. It's a girl, but we call her Willie. And uh, I'll throw her up through there, and man, she could smell a track sun that was, you know, five, you know, four or five hours old. And and once she goes to opening, I'll just throw, I'll throw the rest of these dogs out, and then they'll, you know, they'll help her, you know, run it. Right, cut them loose. Um, usually we don't. I mean, we'll we'll start a block, we'll dump a box, whether it's like I said, three or four dogs or, or six or eight dogs, we'll we'll dump a box from the from the get go and. We have times where, uh, like, say we, we just ran this cut over and we got three-quarters of the way done and the dogs jump, 
and one guy sees a buck cross but couldn't shoot it for the next guy on on the, the next stand down he they get split them perfect and the dogs started in on it so we'll we'll run around try to get everybody lined up to to get to all right the the now the plan is let's see if we can cut this off dogs are dogs are here they're heading there and we we'll 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 go to that strategy of of adding throwing fresh dogs in if you get on a get on a chase on something that's that's worth going after right that's right we uh you know it's 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 similar you know similar for sure but i mean i'm like i said these i mean hunting with these curves man that's uh that show sparked my interest on some things as far as you know being able to get you know because some of them you know i mean heck some of my squirrel dogs they i mean they'll be a thousand yards through their tree you know so uh i mean yeah but i mean like with 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 your with your good broke squirrel dogs and this is this is something that i've i I listen to y'all and and other podcasts and and like learning as much as i can about the 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 breed and the the tendencies and and everything but i mean with your squirrel dog does he ever really end up much 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 beyond a thousand eleven hundred twelve hundred yards i mean you know not really not for 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 me no uh but i also i mean so i mean you've heard me say it on these things a hundred times i don't want to walk my dog by a squirrel he better go somewhere and get treed, you know. And that's the thing right. with me. I don't really care how far he goes if the squirrels are not down. Now, if they're down and the next guy over here is treeing squirrels every 200 yards and mine's running in there a mile to get treed, then I'm going to withdraw mine and be like, hey, today's not his day. But, uh, right. you know, I do not, if there's not nothing stirring, you know, I don't want him sitting in my feet. He better go find something somewhere. Right, but I mean, like that, the 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 biggest aspect for us with having highways and having all these residential houses pop up all around us on just sold off lots here and there, I and that's one of the biggest arguments of of de- deer hunting with dogs is dogs running across people's property and and yada yada yada. People don't understand that a dog. If my dog's not doing me any good running across your property, I want to get that dog back and get him get him back where he needs to be as much as you don't want him there. And, I mean, one thing with, with these curves is I, I deal with that with my beagles on a regular basis just about every week where I can't get them, can't get, can't get, can't get around in front of them because I'm in the middle of a briar patch, can't get to a truck. And it, with these curves, they, they don't – they they have a limit on how far they're gonna get away from you. It and that's that that's kind of the biggest factor for me is is these dogs aren't they're they're not gonna pack up with anything and run two or three miles. They're they're gonna they're gonna stretch it out three quarters of a mile or so and usually that's about as far as these curves are gonna carry one. At, at least from 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 my perspective on the ones that I own and have have run. Uh, somebody out there, I'm sure, I know there's other people that deer hunt with them, and somebody may may have, they, they may have some little, little, little hang with a walker, 
but with what I have, they're not typically not not ever going much much more than three quarters of a mile. Then they're coming on back. I'm betting if they if yours were raised with a pack like started out puppy to puppy, you know, I bet you and they all, you know, live together with that's just like that bird dog. If your dogs were raised with those bird dogs, then I can bet you they wouldn't have any issues with the, with the bird dogs. Oh, exactly. I mean, you know? the 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 beagle the beagles I have are in the pen right beside two of these curs, and and they get along fine. You can throw them in the same same side of a dog box and never hear a peep. But anything that isn't at my house, dog wise, and ain't from my house, they don't like it. And, that's, and I, it's I it's think that's the curve. But... Well, it is, but also it's uh it's it's their nature man they are people yeah like you said they are you know very loyal dogs to to their owner it it is and i like i said it's it's aggravating i mean i with these younger these these puppies that i have now i i call them puppies they're they're a year and some change now but they were puppies throughout last season and and all of them took pretty decent and i mean one of them one of them, I, 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 I would. One of them at eight months old, eight nine months old was was acting like a two year old, great deer dog, and I was I was really impressed and surprised with her. And the other ones, cut it on a little later in the season where they were putting it putting it together. So I'm hoping working them working them a little bit late summer they'll they'll uh, get it all together, leading up to season this this coming year. And they will, because like you said. These dogs are trainable, man. They're not dummies. They are trainable. Oh, yeah. So, with that being said, what, like, so are you, I guess, what's your plans for, you know, you go continue? I mean, because you're, you, so do y'all border, let me back up, y'all border your property, does it border predominantly steel hunter properties and stuff that you have trouble with, you know, anti-dog hunting people? Because right now... We don't over here, but there, you know, if you watch Facebook, then, you know, people, oh, I was over here on this, you know, we got 155,000 acre management area here that's dog hunted a lot. You know, my, my, all my uncles and all that, they hunt there and cousins and, you know, but some of those guys, you know, these, these, I guess not local people, they, they come in and they can hunt it too because it's public. But right when the dog comes through there, you know they're already automatically bashing the dog. Wow, well, sitting here, you know, I've been hunting this buck, and you know, here comes a pack of dogs. Well, you know, if them dogs ain't opening or barking by the time they get to you, you know, you in the wrong spot, brother. You know exactly. I mean, and it, it and uh, you know, with that being said. Nine times out of ten, a dog's got a deer that's running a deer. You're not going to kill that dog anyway if it's laying in the bed. I mean, that deer, dog, that deer, anyway, if that's if the deer's laid up in its bed, you know. No. They, you need they, to, the mean, dog needs to be on its, uh, the deer need to be on its feet for you to kill it. So, I mean, I just never hope, you know, nine times out of ten, if you'll sit there and, you know, the dog. They're going to circle back and circle back through that area. Once That's they exactly once they right. lose the dogs, they're coming back. And I mean, like people, uh, so so to answer your question, um, luckily we're surrounded by uh, two or three really good, uh, really good 
neighboring clubs that they they deer hunt or dog hunt too and our dogs end up over there their dogs end up over here we give each other a holler meet out on meet out on the road somewhere and swap them out i mean we get along great with them we got one club that's still hunting only and they could care less if your dog comes across there but they ain't gonna stop it and catch it and give you a holler but and there's areas um where there's a few houses where people that have a two and two and a half acre lot go sit out in their backyard and completely surrounded by dog clubs and those are the ones that that actually raise raise the 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 most cane with you and but they don't on two and a half acres they got two and a half acres of of 15 year old planted pines you can see from one end of it to the other you can know that there's not a deer on it but a dog run through there oh it's the worst thing in the world Oh, yeah, because they keep, oh, man, I can't keep no deer in my place because, you know, the dogs is running through there when in all reality ain't a deer laid up on that place ever. No, no, I mean, it's it's wide open from one end to the other. The worst thing you got, or the most 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 you have for, for bedding is uh, maybe a couple of dead pines that have fallen over. And, I mean, it, you'd be surprised how little a deer would actually bed in. I mean, it, it'll shock me every year making drives and realizing that that deer that deer just rolled up out of that. I cannot believe it. Well, and you um, and, you know saying that talking about that you know that little fifteen acres of you know fifteen year old pines that you can see that's you know that's is super duper clean all the way up through there. They ain't a deer coming through there no way unless there's a dog running him. You know he ain't gonna, you know you ain't, it's just crazy how some people think. But that's right. My, I mean, but that's my but, rant. The, I, I agree with you. I mean, the bad thing is, is, is so many of them, they, they, that, that's what they believe. That's their logic. That's their, that's their, uh, hill to, to stand and die on about it. But they don't want to, they don't want to understand the logic or the, the, the truth of it. Where, man, if you just sit tight, thirty minutes, that deer, uh, the deer that the dogs brought to your land and ran through your land. 30 minutes from now, that deer might come back if it's done, got got away from them dogs. And you might have a chance of a deer coming back through where you didn't before. That's right. And that's how, that's that's what made uh, the interview Cody did this past week with Land, you know, Land. He, you know, yeah. he he's a steel hunter that kills just stud, you know, steel hunting and turkey hunting and rabbit hunting. But anyway... And he just was like, you know, it, that's what I enjoyed about that podcast, and that's what we need more of. You know, right. he, had a, he had a full understanding of of the of hunting to his advantage using somebody else's dogs. And again, I get people don't like dogs. My brother-in-law, you know, he is a steel hunter. He bow hunts only. And, you know, you ask him, hey, you know, he, he don't understand. He's never been dog hunting. And I'm like, man. If you go dog hunting, you enjoy it, you know. But, oh, man, I like going up here. And if you like to sit in the woods, that's cool. Hey, I just get bored. I'm ADHD or whatever that is, and <laughs> I got to be doing something. I don't even know how. <laughs> I tell my dad all the time, you know, about when he used to would carry me to the woods. And, you know, if we weren't running dog, if it was, you know, still season, we would be. He'd put me in the stand at daylight, and man, by eight o'clock, I was a, I was just shook up. I couldn't stand no more. I, I, I didn't, I didn't shot 
at trees before and acting like I missed a deer so my daddy would come get me, you know? I hated it. I hated I'm, it. I'm, a, I'm the same way to an extent. I, I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, having dogs and, and, and love absolutely loving running these dogs, I, I, I enjoy bow season. I, I mean, I've, I've killed some of my biggest deer with, with a bow, and I mean, I enjoy it. And, and if if that's all somebody wants to do, more power to them. I mean, it's not like I'm anti still hunting by any means. I mean, this past season, my younger brother he killed. Um, luckily, I mean, fortunately, we were cutting throughout the the end of hunt season. We were cutting about five miles from our. It probably wasn't even five miles, but short, pretty close to one of our leases. And we put a put it. He wanted to put a tripod up in in a two hundred and fifty acre cutover because he he just had a feeling it paid off for him he killed two uh one i think one was 20 two nice uh one was a mainframe beautiful eight pointer about 21 21 some inches and the other one had some wild was 19 and a half inches wide and had a bunch of kickers and wild wild stuff on it and he he killed that in cutovers killed both of those deer in a cutover that we run dogs in just about every weekend and he killed them still hunting it people don't understand just because a dog went through there today doesn't mean tomorrow you're not going to kill the biggest deer of your, of your life there i mean it's 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 all opportunity it's right place right time for everybody that's right you know i tell people that here's an example we run a good buck this was man it was two or three years ago probably one of the bigger deer that we've had on you know on camera at our camp and stuff and we jumped and running man and he you know about the gate up there we the dogs ran out and we uh we ended up getting the dogs caught up and stuff this was probably man 11 30 ish we were gonna go get some lunch and stuff so we just said heck with it and we'd just turn loose later somewhere else well man we come in and we go out to eat or something at night or something and on the way in it's 6 30 7 o'clock right where the deer the dogs ran the deer out of guess who's coming back into the camp back. yes sir yep. the same deer that we jumped that morning that run we run him for three hours all the way around the club and then he was like you know what heck with it i'm getting out of here and the deer knew he knew <laughs> what to do i mean the deer knew to hey if i go up through here then you know these dogs you know, I, but, absolutely i mean there there's a reason i mean like 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 the the, the conversation that cody and land had there's a reason where most most of the time, not all the time, I mean, every once in a while you, you look up and you step in the right spot and you get a good buck up or you get an older, mature doe up. But most of the time, the deer that you jump are the dumb young ones that, that, that will not lay tight. And that's, it, it's, those are the ones that the dogs end up on. And I mean, you then you take 10 more steps and here's something behind you, there he went out the back. I mean, it's, Deer don't get old and big and large and mature and 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 what you want them to be by being dumb. They they know exactly what's going on. They got game plans every day of the. Uh, I believe they got a calendar from the start of bow season to the end of shotgun season around here. Man. They just act. They just act stupid from from one end to the other. But from those few months, the ones that you had on camera that you've been after. They gone. They 100% nocturnal before season comes. The week before season comes in, 
they go nocturnal. That's right. And it's it's one of them things. And I mean they they have their 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 escape routes picked out. They know where they're where they're going to and where they're going to sidetrack the dogs on uh this two year old doe with that's got two little ones with it. They they know what they're doing. Oh yeah, they do. They you know. and it's like I said, it's just it. it Hundred percent of the time, it's just luck stepping on the right spot and making a drive to 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 get up that good buck or 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 like I said, other other than that, it's it's I mean it's all luck. All you can do is go out there. That's why they call it hunting. <laughs> That's right, and we just choose to do it with dogs. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but I, 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 I enjoy- <laughs> I'm not opposed to like you said. I'm not opposed. I just I can't. I don't like to sit in the woods in a stand. I used to. I the bit like I said, the biggest deer that I've ever killed was with a bow. Used to, I would, you know, I'd go bow hunting, and you know, I couldn't wait to 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 bow hunt this and that. I'd go to Illinois, or and I still, you know, I'm not opposed to go to Illinois or Iowa on a you know on a week long bow hunting trip now, but right. You know, I, I definitely want to take my kid somewhere. Pacing, he, you know, I, I love, you know, he can, that sap sucker can, this dude will go sit in a, in a stand in the in the yard or in my pasture and just sit there and wait. And I'm like, baby, what are you doing? He's, man, hunting, son, hunting. <laughs> I'm like, well, crap. Well, get after it, you know. Let me know if you shoot one. And I'll come down there and help you get him, you know. But Right. For the, most, you, like- <laughs> for the most part, though, you know, me personally, I'm a dog guy. I like fooling with dogs. Anything that I can hunt with a dog, I'm pretty much going to hunt it. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, in, in like this, this past year, so they passed some new legislation, or, or they're working on getting some new legislature together. Um, they, the, the state didn't grant, so the, the I, I run in, uh, it's called uh, VOBA, uh, Virginia Outdoor Beagle Association field trialing. And I mean, as soon as hunting season's over with, that's what you get to look forward to. And I, I only did that for a year or two. And then the the state has gotten real tight on issuing the permits for the field trials. So this past season, we didn't get any. We had one before their season come in. And and all the, all the ones that had been scheduled from mid-January on, uh, they never, never were able to get everything in line and in order to uh, to have any of them. So it kind of, kind of washed out on on kind of prolonging. Once your dogs get get going and get good in shape, that's when you go off and and compete with this guy's dogs or, or your dogs or every. I mean, it's more or less just some 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 uh, sportsmanship of. Going, I mean, for the most part, you standing around talking dogs with folks, and I look forward to that. I mean, I I can talk dogs with anybody. I <laughs> any any anything you can do with the dogs, I I enjoy doing it. I mean, I don't know any much about the the squirrel hunting with these dogs, but I once deer season went out, I took a couple of these puppies and I'd go run them around see if they'd do anything and. Lucked up and killed a few squirrels over top of them, and my, my wife got mad at me for that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You don't need any more hobbies." Man, I get it. Hey, mine says the same thing. She will, but, fl- but again, I, <laughs> but I, I told her, I said, "We're gonna have to breed breed my dog Winona, uh, that the the oldest cur I got." I said, "We're gonna have to breed her again in a couple of years." She said, "Why?" 
I said, well, we're going to need some more puppies. I said, but I want to take one of them puppies and make it. So our, our little boy, Raylan, he's, he's just a, almost 20 months right now. But so he's, he's running around the yard, hollering at the dogs and his favorite thing to do. If you let him out, if you, you take him outside, he runs past the car in the yard. He runs past the little place that he goes to the dog pens. That's awesome. He, he he likes to go put his hand through there and let the dogs lick it, lick his hand. And I I did it when I was a kid. But I said the first thing in life, just about any boy ever kills, is a is a shooting a squirrel. I said, how much better would it be for him if he does it with his best friend that's that he's running running around in the yard with, growing up with? And she said, all right, we're gonna have to breed breed and get get some more get some more puppies. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but that that's. So when when my son's old enough to to start carrying around a twenty two and learning how to shoot it, that's that's when I'll have my opportunity to really start messing with a with with take any of these dogs and kind of designate de- pick one, designate it. This is going to be his buddy and the squirrel dog. Well, since we started recording again, we've been on the phone almost an hour, <laughs> but uh. Man, y'all I, do y'all do a great job with this podcast. I I enjoy listening to every listening to every, all the episodes man we sure appreciate it what uh well you got any last things to say about your cur dogs that deer hunt that you deer hunt with i mean i think that's cool as anything you know the thought of running cur dogs on deer so uh I, i'm infatuated with with bloodlines i mean you get you a a good smart you know big uh beagle walker and a a good cur dog you know, deer, deer, cur dog, and cross them up, man. That's got to work. But anyway, that's oh, just my thinking. Yeah, that's mean, my thinking. But like for for what I'm doing, it it works great for me having the 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 distances that these dogs will carry a track for me. Um, it it may not work for everybody. The the clubs that have a whole lot more acreage, it makes sense to have some some longer legged dogs that'll that'll put some heat down. And I mean, for it's one of those things. It's it's got to be your scenario for this dog to to do what it does, and that work out great for you. And and luckily for me, that's what it is. And I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody, but it. I mean, within just within the county I live in, there there are people that run nothing but but fox walkers. People that run nothing but beet, pure purebred uh, deer beagles, and there's people that run nothing but bird dogs. And I mean. Essentially, what I'm doing is is I got some some smaller frame, essentially smaller frame bird dogs with a whole lot better mouth, and and in my opinion, right is, is the the style and and the the distance and the the characteristics of what these curs do for me. They're they're essentially just some some short leg bird dogs, right. But it like I said, it it works for me. Like I said, it won't work for everybody. It but. For for us and around here, these dogs do do an amazing job. That's right, and I mean, there's like you said, there's a place and time for for all dogs. So, well, man, if you got anything else to say or about them, you just let me know. But if not, we go we go knock this thing out. And uh, like I said, I sure appreciate your support of the podcast, and I appreciate you coming on here and you know telling us about your dogs and stuff and. This thing will come out. Oh, uh, it'll be out coming this coming Tuesday. So, uh, 
big big good follow up from for, from Cody's episode. That's exactly right, and uh, <laughs> you're exactly right. So we'll uh, we'll get, I'll get this thing edited and we'll get it put on here. And again, man, I sure appreciate you taking the time out of your busy. You know, done messed your whole lunch break up, but I sure appreciate you. I I appreciate you having me on and and listening to me stumble and and stutter about trying to trying to tell you what these dogs do <laughs> <laughs> well man it's all good buddy and i sure appreciate well, I said, you next next time you end up with a coal on a squirrel dog throw him in the dog pen for for the uh with them beagles see what see what he does we may have one <laughs> more sooner than later so anyway i sure may try it but i appreciate your time and uh i thank you brother yes sir appreciate it chris all right buddy see you all right have a good one you too man